if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. Hour number two underway now, eight minutes past 10 o'clock on this Wednesday. It is the 11th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2020. And as such, it is Veterans Day. And I want to, again, just uh, take a period of time uh, throughout the morning today and the next hour to uh, to say thank you. And I know it's oversaid. It's overstated. Not a whole lot of people think about it on days other than this day and perhaps Memorial Day. But um, while we don't know all of them, we owe all of them, as the saying goes. Uh, all of them. Uh, whether you served in combat time, wartime, or peacetime, those who put it on the line, um, wearing the uniform of this country, we owe you all. Again, your blood is what has nourished the tree of liberty that grows in this great country. So to all Navy, Marines, Air Force, Army, Coast Guard, and even our new ones, even though they haven't done anything yet because it's just getting started, but the new Space Force, uh, to all of you, we salute you and we say thank you. Uh, Hour number two, we are guest-free. That's good news for you. Plenty of opportunities. If you are a veteran and you would like to share your story, if you are a loved one of a veteran and you would like to share their story, or if you want to talk about what's going on right now, which is the theft of the presidency of the United States of America, not just by simple ballot fraud, poll watchers being blocked, et cetera, et cetera. All of those things we talk about, and I'm going to share some of those with you in a moment, but coordinated attempts via electronic theft of votes. As you just heard General Thomas McInerney explaining through the hammer and the uh, scorecard programs, which uh, a program that was developed um, years ago, and was first put in place in 2012 by the Obama uh, campaign in Florida, in the re-election campaign against Mitt Romney. Uh, he talked about how it was used in primaries, how it has been used in a number of times. The scorecard is like an app that changes votes from one party to another whenever a percentage dictates that it get you know to that point. Uh, it's very technical and it's very precise, but it is also very, very nefarious. We aren't just talking, again, about you know somebody backdating some, some mail-in ballots, somebody else throwing some ballots away, somebody else finding a batch at 3 o'clock in the morning after they, quote-unquote, stopped counting for them, all that stuff. This is premeditated, pre-planned theft of an election. That's what General McInerney told us about. If you want to talk about that, we'll take your phone calls on that, too. I said at the top of the show, 
an hour ago uh, talking about how Fox News has just decided, with the exception of a few home run hitters like uh, Tucker and Hannity, Fox News has decided to go all in with CNN and MSNBC and become leftist news. And millions and millions, I mean, I'm not joking when I say this, millions of people. They're, they're, they're 10, 20,000 a day. They're fleeing the Fox News page on Facebook. They're, they're stopping, they're following the Fox News on Twitter. They're stopping the following of Fox News personalities. And yes, they are turning off Fox News. I'm one of them because they are not your friend. What they tried to do to the president in this election with the calling of Arizona so early, the cutting off of Kayleigh McEnany because she hasn't proven the allegations, said Neil Cavuto, all of that nonsense has turned me on to OAN more than I even was before. One American News Network is doing the reporting that Fox used to do. And I want you to have a real report about uh, examples of voter fraud that have led to Joe Biden be, to being the presumptive president-elect. And I'm going to say it that way. He's not the president-elect until the electors say so. Not because the AP says so. So he's the presumptive president-elect because of voter fraud like this. Here's a real report from One American News. Democrats in Washington and the media continue to insist the presidential election was fair and accurate despite ongoing reports of massive voter fraud. One America's Pearson Sharp has more. So far, there's significantly more evidence of voter fraud in the 2020 elections than there ever was of Russian interference in 2016. Even the chair of the Federal Election Commission, Trey Trainer, says he fully believes that voter fraud is occurring in states that continued counting ballots for days after the election. Trainer says our election process is based on transparency, which he says hasn't been allowed in many cases. A great example is in Detroit, Michigan, where ballot observers were removed from a room where ballots were being counted and cardboard was taped across the windows so no one could see what was happening. Literally, the exact opposite of transparency. Another example of apparent voter fraud comes from Michigan as well, where GOP chairwoman Laura Cox reported Friday that some 6,000 votes cast for Donald Trump were instead given to Joe Biden. Election officials claim the glitch was really just a user error. But that means that tampering with the outcome of the election is as easy as one person changing the results. And this one quote-unquote error had a significant impact on the election. Before it was discovered, the error flipped a reliably Republican county, giving it to Biden. That glitch also gave Democrat Melanie Hartman a victory in Michigan's Oakland County 15th Commission District, when it was actually won by Republican Adam Kochenderfer. And when people in Michigan began using the state's official website to check for dead voters, that government website was mysteriously shut down. That's cause for alarm because as of Michigan's primary this August, there were at least 847 dead people registered to vote. And four of those who were recorded as voting were born before 1902, making them older than the oldest human alive today. After receiving numerous complaints, the website has since been restored, though no explanation has ever been given for why it was blocked in the first place. Across the country in Nevada, a whistleblower with the Clark County Elections Department has submitted a sworn affidavit claiming poll workers were fabricating proof of residence so that illegal aliens could vote in the election. 
This follows an announcement from Matt Schlapp that some 9,000 ballots were cast in the state from residents who no longer live in Nevada, making them all illegal. Witnesses apparently backed that up with reports of a van marked Biden-Harris unloading boxes of ballots to a counting center in Nevada, with the ballots apparently being filled out and the envelopes resealed. But none of this should come as a surprise, as Judicial Watch announced in October that some 350 counties across 29 states had nearly 2 million more registered voters than eligible voting age citizens. And in many states, we've already seen clear examples of counties with over 100% voter turnout. In the critical state of Pennsylvania, some 600,000 ballots are under scrutiny after being counted without any poll watchers to observe the process, as required by law. Sidney Powell, one of President Trump's lawyers, has also claimed that software known as Hammer and Scorecard were being used to steal votes from Trump and give them to Biden. I think there are any number of things they need to investigate, including the likelihood that 3% of the vote total was changed in the pre-election voting ballots that were collected digitally by using the Hammer program and a software program called Scorecard. Even though this information is readily available, all the other networks, even so-called conservative networks, are downplaying or refusing to credit just how important it really is. However, One American News believes the American people have a right to know what's happening because the fate of an election and an entire country hangs in the balance. Pearson Sharp, One American News. You can see why, as I noted, uh, so many people, and I mean by the millions, are fleeing Fox News. They used to be able to rely on Fox News to get the other side of the story that the mainstream news would not tell you, and they can't rely on that anymore. And One American News is filling that void, and I am going to continue to use them to bring you news coverage like those. You just heard it. Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania. Everywhere the battleground states were, the most important battleground states, there are tons of examples of fraud. And they want us to say, or excuse me, the media wants President Trump to concede because he doesn't have any evidence to back up his voter fraud uh, claims. What do you call all of those things that you just heard? Eyewitnesses, sworn affidavits by the hundreds, in fact, by the thousands in Michigan. Postal workers admitting that, yes, they heard supervisors telling other employees to backdate ballot envelopes, to stamp them as being November 3rd so they would be counted even if they came in November 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, etc., I mean, there is tons of evidence to, and then, of course, what you just heard from Sidney Powell, and what you heard from General McInerney himself on this program. The hammer and the scorecard programs literally change votes. This needs the full investigation of the Department of Justice. It needs a thorough, probably special prosecutor to investigate uh, this from the Department of Justice. It is that important. Okay, I do see you on the phones, but I'm going to take a break. Before I do... And then I'll come right to your phone calls. I want to remind people of this. When I had General McInerney on the program, he asked me to share with you, and he gave it out himself, a website. Because this organization that is trying to bring and expose the hammer and scorecard programs, which were designed by the NSA and then adapted by the CIA, to be used on foreign governments in foreign countries, 
Now, that doesn't say a lot about America's, you know, belief that other countries shouldn't interfere in other countries' elections. But nonetheless, it was not meant to be used on the United States, on American citizens. And it is. And this organization that is trying to expose it to everyone, particularly because it is being used to steal an election, uh, they cannot do this for free. They are self-funded. They need assistance. And uh, one place you can donate is at the website that General Thomas McInerney just gave us. Blacks, uh, it's basically BLX, but it's like Blixware.org. B-L-X-W-A-R-E. Blixware. B-L-X-W-A-R-E. Dot org. I'm staring at the webpage right now. It is extraordinarily important. There are lists of millions of Americans hacked and spied upon by the U.S. government through the Hammer program. Businesses spied upon and votes tampered with in prior U.S. elections by U.S. government bad actors. That's to say nothing of the current election, which is still in dispute. But prior elections... Now, this is how specific it is. 2,000, or excuse me, 2,432,011 votes changed by this program. It's got to be exposed if we have any hope of keeping our republic by keeping democracy safe and fair in this country. 216-901-0945. Your call's next. AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed. Uh, Veterans Day 2020, thank you. Every man and woman who's ever worn the uniform, again, whether you were in combat or whether you were not, if you served in wartime or peacetime, in a hot zone or not, uh, no matter where you were, uh, you were eligible and able to be called up to bleed and potentially die for the United States. And for that, you have our eternal gratitude. Uh, let's go to the phones. We're going to go to uh, Jack in North Olmstead. You are on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting, Jack. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, um, with this legal battle that's going on uh, over this fraud, uh, it seems to me that, you know, time is of the essence. And the sooner they can uncover evidence uh, for the legal team to present uh, to the courts, the better. And I have not heard anyone uh, speak of a bounty for people that can provide information to uncover mass ballot or voter fraud. Um, Can you repeat that? I had a little bit of a glitch, and part of what you just said was cut out for me. One more time, the last part. Uh, I haven't heard anyone speak of a bounty being offered for uh, information leading to... Oh, oh, did you call me yesterday about this? No, I didn't. Somebody called me yesterday and said, what we need is somebody on the inside. They compared it to, you know, uh, uh, two defendants in a federal case, one of them agreeing to turn state's witness and, and expose the other one, or uh, a bounty being offered to, um, uh, to get somebody who's on the inside with knowledge of this to come forth. And I declared to that caller yesterday, I thought it might be you because it's the second time in a row now, I said I doubt that very seriously because 
and if somebody has a financial motivation to claim fraud, claim knowledge of fraud, um, that's going to taint that, you know, it's going to taint that, that allegation. <clears throat> it's going to say, hey, you know, you made that up because you're trying to get paid. Um, that was just my general feeling on it. But guess what happened last night? Sorry about that. That didn't mean to, didn't mean that to play. But guess what happened last night? It's happening. Uh, uh, Governor Greg Abbott in the great state of Texas has indeed offered a bounty. Let me see if I can find this. I'm sorry, not Greg Abbott, beg your pardon, but Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in Texas has offered up $1 million in rewards for voter fraud tipsters, not just in Texas, but anywhere in the country. So I was wrong. Apparently they're not concerned about somebody just, you know, coming up with a load of garbage in order to try to get paid. Uh, they would obviously have to verify and investigate and prove the validity of the claims in order to pay somebody, but it's out there. So good news if you are, you know, if you are of the belief that paying somebody will get to the bottom of this, they're offering it out of Texas. Well, I mean, even though uh, a bounty can be offered, uh, the information would still have to be investigated. So it's not like it's uh, someone's sole uh, reason for coming forward for financial gain. Uh, if the, no, if no, the information... you're right. I mean, that, that, that won't happen. They won't just pay somebody for, for a tip that it doesn't prove to be, you know, uh, you know isn't proven to be reliable and, and lead to, you know, the conviction of somebody for, for committing these acts. But what I'm saying is what my concern is, you're going to have all kinds of false flags. You're going to have, you know, well, if there's a million dollars online, you're going to have a whole bunch of people just flooding the, you know, their tip lines, if you will, with bogus complaints. It's going to lead to tons of bureaucracy and a real difficult time trying to s- separate fact from fiction. So I don't know how effective it will be, but it's there. You know, the, this, this bounty idea that you and somebody else talking about is there, and so uh, that should make you feel good. But if there was more of it, um, it seems like it would uh, be a good tool to use to get more information it's got a lot of teeth in it uh quickly yeah well possibly possibly jack uh you know and and thank you for the phone call my friend i like i said it's going to be hard i think for them to ferret out bogus claims for people trying to get a paycheck from legitimate claims from people trying to do the right thing and oh by the way if you want to reward me fine uh that's not something i would really be uh super confident about and naturally the leftist critics are all over this. There's no evidence of widespread voter fraud, but Dan Patrick is encouraging people to report it with up to a $1 million reward. You know, this is how they say there's no evidence. There is evidence everywhere. I just played you a four-minute and 20-second news clip from OAN, One American News, with the tons of examples from states all over the country. There's lots of evidence of widespread voter fraud. And again, they just want you to accept their narrative. Joe Biden won, Donald Trump lost, and any complaining you do on the Trump side about this is just sour grapes. And this, by the way, from the party and the political ideology, leftism, that still hasn't accepted the results of the last election. We are past the 2020 election hour, at least in the midst of counting it, and, and Hillary Clinton's team still doesn't accept the 2016 election laws. And that's, that's just, I, I can't even, I, I, there's no words for that. There's no words for that. Sometimes there's just no words for that. David in uh, Cleveland Heights. Uh, hi, David, go right ahead. Hey, Mike, thank you. I was a caller from yesterday who brought up this idea of uh, reward in your latest caller, uh, Bounty. Oh, that was uh, you. Thank you for, <laughs> yeah, it was me. But thank you so much for clarifying that. And, uh, to his point, my point yesterday, and I'll leave you alone about it, is that mm-hmm. I, 
obviously it would be looking for uh, a director, a deputy director, somebody up the food chain that was employing, say, for instance, the software that uh, the general um, spoke of um, a, few, uh, a little while ago. Um, no doubt you'd get some heretics calling in and just uh, saying nonsense, perhaps, but easily ferreted. And once you get an employee that uh, was in a position of control, that's uh, that's what we're looking for. But thank you for taking the call, Mike. I'm sorry, Bob. No, it's Bob. Bob. Uh, but that's that's okay. That's okay. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that uh, uh, you calling back, David, because I, like I said, I told the last caller I remembered you from yesterday. Um, again, the, you're a thousand percent right. It's going to take somebody high up, I think, or at least with knowledge of higher ups who have done the kind of things we're talking about with hammer and and uh, scorecard to really get to the bottom of this. But my fervent hope here is that the hammer and scorecard program, which are in government control in Maryland, as General McInerney said, I would imagine the digital footprints of how the program was used and what algorithm was put in to change votes this time around are still there. And considering that President Trump is still president for another 70 days, regardless of what happens. Um, I would hope that since the Trump administration is in charge, they can seize and hold on to that software to seize it and freeze it, if you will, for forensic analysis to find out how it was used and when it was used that that evidence. And I would hope it's just personal. I would hope it doesn't take a reward for somebody to do that. I would hope it should just take somebody in the right place in the Trump administration or in the Trump government to go and get to get that and listen to Sidney Powell, listen to General McInerney and others, and uh, get to the bottom, bottom of that and expose it immediately. Right back after the news. I'm an American soldier, an American. my brothers and my sisters, I will proudly take the stand. Ten thirty-six on Veterans Day, twenty twenty. God bless all who served in any capacity. Thanks for being with us. I want to give you the website again for um, General McInerney, General Thomas McInerney, retired Air Force general. It was great to have him on on Veterans Day, just for that reason too. But uh, told us about the hammer and scorecard. Told us about the software that is being used and has been used to steal votes. It was supposed to be used against foreign countries. It has been turned and commandeered by the Obama administration and moved to Maryland back in 2012, I believe it was. And um, it was used in this election. It was used, the Democrats used it to make sure that Bernie Sanders lost in the primaries to Joe Biden, and it was used in this election. That is what uh, information General McInerney gave us. It's what Sidney Powell on Team Trump is talking about, and they need to expose it, but they need resources. So there's a website you can go to donate <clears throat> to this cause to get to the bottom of it and protect our uh, system of, of government, to protect our democracy, our, our, our manner of voting. It has to be secure and it has to be trusted. Go to blixware.org, B-L-X, where, W-A-R-E, dot org, B-L-X-W-A-R-E dot org. I'm sorry it's not easier to do. Got to spell it out for you, but there it is. B L X W A R E Blixware dot org. Uh, that's where you can go to learn more and to donate to support this. 
All right, let's go to Willoughby. Georgianne on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Georgianne, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Um, this is very scary stuff, this uh, hammer and scorecard uh, yes, software. It is. And General McInerney could not be a more credible person to have on the Trump team <clears throat> to expose this, along with Sidney Powell. And also a happy Veterans Day to all the past, present, and future veterans who have given their life, lives and blood. And I want to put a special shout-out to TJ. He's a regular caller on your show who enlisted to go to Vietnam, and he's been very instrumental in educating little Nancy in conservatism. So thank you for taking time to hear this. Absolutely, and I agree on TJ and every other. Thank oh, you yeah. for the call. <clears throat> TJ You're has welcome. been, yeah, you, you got it. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, TJ, uh, happy Veterans Day to you and others. I'm not sure if TJ is going to call today or not, but uh, by all means, I, uh, I, I second that. Uh, let's go to BJ rather than TJ in North Olmstead. Hi, BJ, go ahead. Uh, thank you, Bob. I would like to play, pay tribute in memoriam to, um, I was in the 30, 374th Medical Group as a medic, and on June 18, 1953, 129 young men came through our dispensary to have booster shots and their medical records checked, and I got to know quite a few of them where they were from, and they were aboard a C-124 Airbus, a double-deck uh, giant aircraft, and they were to board about uh, 4.30, and we were going off duty at 5, and we did go off duty at 5, and the plane did take off, and then we got a, I got a call in our barracks to get all our corpsmen back together. And the plane went down, and they were all lost, and many of us medical personnel were removing what was left of them. Uh, and we were doing it with a sanctity. I can never forget the moment, and all that was standing was the huge two-and-a-half-story tail. But I have carried their card with me in my pocket always in respect to their memory and my gratefulness for having been able to serve and uh, care for a lot of these GIs. And I thank you for the time on the air, Bob. Well, I thank you for your service, first of all, and for you sharing that story on the air. You know, there's, And thank you, uh, BJ, for the call. There's a lot of people, you know, a lot of stories that don't have to do with, you know, charging a hill or doing recon in a dangerous zone or being in a firefighter storming a beach or being on a battleship and, all of these kinds of things are a lot of stories people don't understand, a lot of uh, contributions made by people in the military, members of the military, again, whether they went in voluntarily, just ready to charge, or whether they were drafted and they served honorably. There are a lot of things that it takes to keep a military uh, healthy and strong, and that includes the medics like BJ, and that includes people who are uh, supply people, that includes people who feed them. I mean, honestly, people don't understand. When we say thank you on a Veterans Day, a Veterans Day event like this, we mean to all of you, whether you lost a leg or lost a life, um, or you are just contributing to the effort to keeping them safe and, and healthy and well-fed, and uh, whatever role you play, it's integral. If it wasn't integral, it wouldn't exist. You wouldn't be there. And uh, that's why we want to make sure that you all understand how much we appreciate you. Uh, okay, to uh, Dave. You are in Akron on AM 1420, The Answer. Dave, go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. I'm good, Dave. Thank uh, I'm you. A, go ahead. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a first-time caller, but I, I listen quite a bit. I just wanted to throw something out to you about this uh, bounty. Uh, are you familiar with a guy by the name of, I think it's Wayne Root? 
he ran for... Yes, I am. Uh, I, uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne Allen Root, in fact. I've had Wayne on Wayne, my program a few times. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he might be a good guest. He had a um, he had an article last week, and his idea was is who wants to be a Democratic millionaire and get um, uh, free from... Bro- from prosecution for you know so his idea was is that a hundred million dollars from the republican donors was really nothing and you could offer the first hundred people that came forward a million dollars uh plus you know not be prosecuted because this is basically treason what they've done and committed so that was his idea and i thought it was kind of interesting and that was what I, I just wanted to add to what a couple of your callers have already brought up and i think the other thing that would be interesting is is I'm sure you know is, is he was a classmate of uh, Obama's at Columbia, and he, and he always talks about the fact that he's never once ever seen the guy on campus ever. He's never there. You know? So he doesn't That's know right. how he ever missed him, but he did. <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw that out to you for whatever it's worth. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad, Dave. And if you're a first-time caller, I hope you become a second-time caller because you just offered a lot, and I want to comment on it. Thanks for the call. Uh, you're right about Wayne Allen Root talking about Obama. He has told me that on this program before, and I believe every word. As far as the bounty, look, I maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe it's, you know, uh, unbridled belief in patriotism. I don't know that's making me say this, but it shouldn't take money, Right? It shouldn't take $100 million from the RNC, from their campaign coffers, to offer the first 100 people to come forward with evidence of this, a million dollars each. It should just be, if I have evidence of this, my country is at stake. Not just this election. It's not just about Biden or Trump that's at stake. Our country is at stake. Our future, every election we ever hold again. If it cannot be trusted, we lose our democracy. And if we lose our democracy, our republic folds. We have to have faith in our electoral process. I mean, the turnout in this election was extraordinary. Biden got more votes according to the official totals based upon all of of this fraud. But, you know, his 75 million votes is more than anybody ever got. President Trump, 71 million votes more than any incumbent president, sitting president ever got. The turnout was great. What do you think is going to happen in 2022 in the midterms, in 2024 in the next presidential election, if it has been proven that our elections are fraudulent and nobody does anything about it? I mean, the trust factor matters. People aren't going to go and cast their vote if they know it doesn't count. Because Trump voters swept through this country and elected so many incumbent GOP uh, members of Congress and flipped seats from blue to red uh, with with, uh, Republicans winning at least five, maybe more seats in the House. And we're supposed to believe that while they were there voting for their Republican House candidates, They decided not to vote for President Trump, but vote for Joe Biden. Are we supposed to believe that? So I I guess my point is, yeah, if if that's what it takes, but it shouldn't take a reward. If you knew the identity of a serial killer, would you wait for the FBI or the police, sheriffs, uh, you know, whoever it might be, would you wait for them to say, 
there's a twenty thousand dollar reward or twenty five thousand dollar reward for anybody coming, uh, you know, coming forth with evidence uh, and and leads to a conviction of the killer. If you knew the identity, not suspected, not eh, heard something, if you knew it, wouldn't you just come forward to get the killer off the streets? If you know that Hammer and Scorecard are stealing votes for Joe Biden, if you know, and you're one of those higher-ups, in the, do you really need a million-dollar incentive to come forward and fix that problem <laughs> and expose it for what it is? I hope not. Maybe it's, like I said, maybe I'm just being you know, overly optimistic about the patriotism of my fellow Americans, but uh, I would hope we don't need bounties for that. All right, uh... Chardon, John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, John. Good morning, Bob. Um, everybody's talking about it. This isn't what I called in about, but I was in the Navy, and my specialty was underwater demolition. And uh, so I so I did that, and, you know. God bless <laughs> you. God bless and you, stuff. and thank But you anyway, yeah. Uh, what I called about, um, I'm having trouble getting this... Uh, uh, station that you're talking about oh american uh, news um yes american, one american news yeah. oh yeah one american yeah news, yeah, right. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean on my tv um fox news is 38 so i don't know where i go from there to get yeah the you know american i don't know i don't know like i said if you have spectrum or dish or you know any of the other number well, of of streaming providers for your TV. I don't know. All I can do is just because I have it is tell DirecTV subscribers, OAN is oh, 347. Yeah. Uh, One American yeah. News is 347, and Newsmax TV, which is also very good, uh, is 349. So they're not too far from Fox, which is 360 on the DirecTV side. So I'm just throwing that out there as a service to anybody who happens to have DirecTV. But in your own, your own systems, you know, obviously you'll have to look for it. Okay. All right. Yeah, my w- wife doesn't want to get direct because you have to put a dish dish up. You know. Yes. Yeah. If you have Direct TV <laughs> yeah. or Dish Dish Network, you, then yeah, you do need you do need a satellite dish. But um, yeah, that doesn't seem. You know. All I, right. I, thanks, I, Bob. I see fewer, thank you for the call, dear John, and thanks for your service too. Yeah, that didn't seem to be too much of a, a hang up for for most people anymore. Uh, let's go to uh, Parma Thaddeus on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Thaddeus, go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Quick question for you. Maybe you can explain this to me and your viewers or your mm-hmm. listeners. Uh, okay. Why is there a necessity for a runoff in Georgia? How many runoffs, how many elections do you need to establish the senators in that state? I'm not clear on this. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm not too terribly familiar with Georgia election law either, not having lived in Georgia or even vis- eh, maybe have visited it once. Anyway, um, no, but, you know, it is obvious to, to those who do live in Georgia that this is the way that it's done. If somebody doesn't receive a certain percentage in the general election uh, to essentially say, you know, not just I have more votes than my opponent, but it has to be a certain percentage. If it's close enough, then they have a runoff. That's just how it is in some states. That's what Georgia well, law says, and so that's where we're stuck. Yeah, so if they have a runoff and it's close enough again, what do they do? Have another runoff? No, uh, to my ridiculous. to my understanding, Either there's you the, win, they, yeah. yeah, they have a primary just like everybody else. It's like, hey, either you win <laughs> or you lose, and that's it. You know, it's done. 
I'm with you. I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I don't believe that is the case. I believe that the way the deal is in the general election, if the uh, winning, you know, or the person leading doesn't win by enough, doesn't reach a certain threshold or percentage of the vote, uh, they do have a runoff. And that one is a simple majority. If you have one more vote than the other guy or girl, uh, then you are victorious. So it's, it's all going to come down in that first week of January. Okay, thanks, Bob. Thank you, Thaddeus. And by the way, I, I want to update you on something. Thanks to a Facebook friend, and I don't think any of us really should be friends with Facebook anymore because of all of the reasons we've talked about. But Linda on Facebook posted some answers to the questions we were asking yesterday about Georgia law as it pertains to people moving to Georgia registering to vote in the runoff in order to essentially steal that election from Georgians, right? And I asked, is that legal? Don't you have to have voted in the general election to be eligible to run uh, vote in the runoff election? And the answer, sadly, is no. Linda, again, on Facebook, posted a couple of links, answers to questions uh, about how you can vote in uh, Georgia and how you establish residency. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tell you what, it's 1051. Let me take this time out, our last time out, and then I'll come back and I'll give you what Linda shared with me, which is, uh, it looks like it's taken right from the Georgia government pages about how to establish residency and become eligible to vote there. Democrats are going to flood Georgia by the millions. I believe that. There are going to be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe not millions, I don't know. But there are going to be so many Democrats who are going to take money from a George Soros, use it to travel to Georgia, use it to get a lease on a place temporarily, or to pay an existing landlord or an existing homeowner to say, yes, uh, you can live with us, you can live in our spare room, or whatever the case might be. They're going to flood Georgia, establish residency in the most transparent or excuse me in the most opaque way possible the opposite of transparency and they're going to try to steal this election from the two republican georgia senators um and it is possible for them to do it according to what was shared with me and i'll give you that right after this Okay, so just really quickly, the bottom line is, uh, if you want to vote and cheat and go down to Florida and be a part of stealing the Senate races there, you can. Once you meet basic Georgia state residency requirements, meaning you have a primary residence in Georgia and are no longer claiming residency in another state, and that's the other thing, you'd have to give up your residency, or at least on paper do so, you can register to vote in Georgia, the next big step to becoming a legal Georgia resident. You can register to vote if you obtain a driver's license, or under Georgia's voter ID law, you can still vote with your valid out-of-state driver's license if you don't have a Georgia driver's license yet. If you've moved out of the country in which you registered to vote within 30 days of an election, you can still vote in your old precinct. Um, and let's see what else do we have other ways to establish residency in Georgia uh, all you have to do is change your address with the IRS using form 8822 update your bank account information get a license for your dog or cat through Georgia's animal control you do any of those things they will call you a Georgia resident and allow you to vote so 
I don't know how many it's going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking worst case scenario when I say millions. I might be overstepping. Maybe it's going to be tens of thousands. Maybe it's going to be hundreds of thousands. But all I know is that Democrats are already planning. You heard Chuck Schumer lay it out there, right? You heard Chuck Schumer say, we take Georgia, we change the world. We take Georgia, we change America. When you have the Senate minority leader making that promise, you better doggone well believe him. I do. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. That's their goal. Uh, let's go to, uh, hey, TJ in Cleveland is on the line now. Let's bring him up here. It's uh, Veterans Day 2020. Happy Veterans Day, TJ. Thank you for your, for your service. Go ahead. Thank you, Bob. And I just want to say George Ann is a great lady. I appreciate her. And little Nancy's pretty good, too. But the reason I called, Bob, I woke up this morning thinking, you know, I spent my youth slopping around the boonies of Vietnam. And I thought about the veterans before me in the Chosen Reservoir in Korea, the battlefields of Europe and Pacific War, the mountains of Afghanistan and battlefields in Iraq. And we did this to defend our country against Marxism, communism, uh, Islamic uh, uh, radicals. And now we're watching a communist party literally stealing our country. Now, if we take this lying down, Joe Biden's right, we're a bunch of chumps. And the only chumps on our side are people like Susan Collins and Mitt Romney, you know, that want to capitulate. We should never capitulate, Bob. This was stolen from us. We know it. The proof's there. Uh, Never, ever capitulate this. Uh, It's probably the worst Veterans Day I think I've ever experienced in my life, seeing what's happening to my country. Uh, We can't lay down. we got to fight. TJ, that's, uh, you know what? That's what it's all about. Thank you for the call. You are used to fighting in a different way. It's time for all Americans to fight in the way that we can now to protect our republic by saving our democracy. Those two things are very important. Uh, I apologize for the show ending as quickly as it did. I could sit here and take calls from veterans all day long, but we are out of time. Stay here. Mike Gallagher's next. Then Charlie Kirk and Dennis Prager on AM 1420. The answer. We'll see you tomorrow.